fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Yeah, buddy, that's what we are here to do. Welcome into the Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier. Great to have you along for the ride today, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV, live streaming, plus the podcast as well. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I am back in the saddle after yesterday, which we did not do a live stream. We did not do a live program, and I'll tell you why. I have to admit, the country, this country, the United States of America, is like the best place on the face of the earth. Only in America could you actually, you know, protect yourself a little bit and get things covered with something called insurance that you can only get through a private market and through free market capitalism. In no other nation do you have a system like that. It's quite phenomenal. So I told you the last week or so about an issue with the home we had and some potential litigation with a roofing company because we had a... Uh, we had a uh, carbon monoxide leak. We had a failure with our water pump. We had some issues. Plus, we had some freezing in our attic. Well, we had a meeting yesterday about that, which is why I was not here live with you. And uh, get this. So we pay our insurance claim. The insurance accepts our claim of what the issue actually is. They're going to do their legal battles as well to go on about the uh, different roofing companies to be discussed later. But we file the insurance claim. They accept said insurance claim. We pay our $1,000 deductible, and then they pay for the rest. And with that, we already have last night, we have a dumpster dropped off at our home in our driveway uh, by last night. By this morning, the restoration company is already there scooping out and sucking out all of the insulation that is still soaking wet up in our attic that is potentially causing mold and some other damage in the area. So within a, within two days, we already have the insurance claim. We have everything filed. We're talking to the attorneys about stuff. They're already working on getting the issue addressed so that way we don't have any secondary damage. So that's where I was yesterday. And just God bless the system. Because no other system would you have the ability to be like, well, you know what? I'm protected. I don't have to pay $15,000 for a new roof and a new attic and new insulation and everything else that goes along with that. I don't have to worry about that. I pay my insurance company and they take care of the rest. Now it just comes down to whether you have a good enough insurance company to actually do said things like that. Or whether they're like, oh, you know what? It's not quite covered under your, your policy. We're sorry, but we're just not going to cover something like that. So... The private market, private system is the only way that you could actually do that, or else the government, just imagine for a second, if the government was in control of all this, and you tried to pay an insurance claim through the federal government to say, like, hey, someone messed with my house, and they screwed everything up, and we had an, a carbon monoxide leak, and we had some mold growing, and we have some insulation in our attic that's just soaking wet, and it's just causing some issues, and da, da, da. you know what they're going to say? Well, it's good enough for government work. It's fine. Deal with it. Just go along with it. And that's just not the way we roll. So it's good to be, uh, things are working and it sounds like some good news on the home front. We'll get another update from you uh, over the next couple of days. So it's great to be back here. Thanks for hanging out and happy Tuesday, a post-Monday celebration. We have a lot to get to. It's going to be a heck of a show today. We have Drew Allen. He is a writer, speaker, blogger uh, on the conservative stuff, originally from Texas, moved to California. Why would you do that? I don't know. But we'll talk to him at the bottom of the hour. 
in concerned about a potential third party. Now, I don't know if you heard President Donald, former President Donald Trump's speech at the Conservative Political Action Conference on Sunday. I thought it was very nice. He didn't touch too much on the woe me for losing the election and voter fraud. He he made a joke about it. He mentioned it, but it wasn't the focus of his uh, speech, which was fantastic. He talked about policy, and he did exactly what he needed to. We're a month into the new administration. The new administration is stinking. They're not doing anything properly. And then we can move forward in what we're going to do hereafter and what his plans potentially are. So we'll talk about that here at the bottom of the hour and in just a little bit as well, because we did get some key messages from him. So what did you take away from it? And I want to talk about kind of the important things I think that we should take away from that speech. We'll get to that here in just a second. Uh, so we have that. We have lots of other things to get to as well with the immigration issue. COVID cases that are like plummeting right now. Hey, we're opening things up. Why? Well, COVID cases are down. Why? Because the government stopped caring about it, essentially. We have the vaccine out, so all of a sudden now, poof, COVID cases are just dropping. They're dropping like flies, baby. Or maybe it's because of something else as well, so we can touch on that too. I will say, I it was funny. Yesterday I had my show all lined up, prepared to be here, prepared to do my thing, and one of the issues I wanted to talk about and have some fun with was the Virginia school that wanted to ban Dr. Seuss books. Now, I find it ironic that now they backtracked on that and I'll touch on that in a second as well but the Virginia school district wanted to ban Dr. Seuss books because they had racist undertones I know I know they had racist undertones in the Dr. Seuss books therefore they wanted to ban them now they came back and they retracted that saying that they weren't necessarily going to ban the Dr. Seuss books. They just weren't going to promote them as hard as what they used to. Now, what they would do, and I remember this as well, they would do the Read Across America Day where you would have the book bus pull up to the school or they would create in like the library or something, they'd have a little section to where you could purchase books as a child and they would prepare the kids, prepare the parents so that way they could send them with you know money or they could show up as well. But you could show up and you could purchase books for the children. I loved as a kid, favorite time of the year. I absolutely loved it because I was a book dork and I always wanted to get a whole bunch of books. Although I was always frustrated because they were always like super little children's books and I didn't want super little children's books. I wanted books on philosophy and like, oh, these are the answers of the world. It's funny how character and personality never changes. You're always looking for the right answers, right? <laughs> well, I tried that with the books, but I always loved the bookstores and the Read Across America Day. Now, the reason that was created was because it was about getting children to read, and it was Dr. Seuss's legitimate birthday that fall on March 2nd. Today is that official day. So they were historically connected. Dr. Seuss writing children's books. It was his birthday. Let's do a Read Across America Day where we promote reading to children and on Dr. Seuss's birthday to promote maybe Dr. Seuss books. I don't know. Just a connection between the two. Now, they said that they didn't want to promote the Dr. Seuss books because they had racism in there. Not technical racism, just underlying tones of racism, which I don't get. I tried to read Green Eggs and Ham. I've tried to read Red Fish, Blue Fish, One Fish, Two Fish. I tried to read uh, The Fox and the Socks or Fox and Socks. I I don't get where you understand. Uh, I don't I don't get where there's racism in the books unless they're like, oh, the bluefish came after the redfish. Therefore, they were negative towards the bluefish because the redfish was red first. I don't get it. Does that make any sense to me? But we have to remember this is only one small school district and it's stupid. 
and it's going to get a lot of laughs. And, you know, the whole cancel culture is still out there. It's still a woke crowd that's doing really stupid things. But at the same time, it is a a week of Dr. Sue celebration for every other school district out there, at least here in the state of Kansas. There are school districts everywhere all week long where they're doing Dr. Seuss celebrations and holidays, and they're reading Dr. Seuss books, and they're learning about Dr. Seuss because they rhyme and they're easy books to read. The very first book that my little girl just read like a month ago, for the very first time, read an entire book by herself, was Green Eggs and Ham. And it wasn't like us reading it for her and she looking at the pictures and ooh, like she's learning to read in first grade. She's learning to look at these words. She's learning to spell. She's learning to read. She's learning to pronunciate. She read Green Eggs and Ham all by herself, the very first book I have ever seen her do. So you know what? I don't give a you know what about your racism garbage and your woke mentality because guess what? They are helping my child read and I don't understand where there's racism in there in any way, shape or form. But while they're trying to ban it, Normal people are celebrating fun kids books like Dr. Seuss. So if you if you are watching the stream, which we have the stream up on our Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, all of the places. Let me see if I can find it here. Oh, here we go. I'm going to share a picture for you because little voice of reason today had to get dressed up as a Dr. Seuss character. So while one place is banning them, another place is actually celebrating and actually having fun for kids because, you know, terrible thing, kids actually having fun nowadays. So they dressed up as uh, Dr. Seuss characters for school today. Well, Mrs. Voice of Reason, with her genius in trying to create uh, fun, creative things, dressed up little uh, little Isla May, little Voice of Reason, uh, my daughter, six-year-old, as uh, Cindy Lou Who from The Grinch. Cindy Lou Who, and I think it's fantastic. So I shared it on the Facebook Live for a minute if you want to check that out. We did share it on our social media as well, but I find it kind of cool. And I think it's very well done. So well done. And Little Voice of Reason rocking it today. Cindy Lou Who with the bow and everything, the bow and the makeup and all the stuff with the hair done and decked out. And I think it's pretty fantastic. So well done, Mrs. Voice of Reason. And Little Voice of Reason definitely getting some kudos at school because I think she's the most dressed up out of anybody in her actual class. So this is the time where we get to stand up. Andy, what can we do in the world of politics? We can stand up and actually be a sign of uh, example, lead by example, and represent in this world instead of the really stupid stuff that we see. Oh, this is racist. Oh, this is woke. Oh, this is the cancer, uh, the cancel culture. Oh, this is we need to get rid of this in society. We can actually do something about it. And while they're saying cancel it, while they're saying don't promote it, then we can actually have some fun and actually do our normal business as normal. And no, that doesn't mean we're racist because that's stupid. Until you give me a hard definition of where they say, we don't like this character in Dr. Seuss because they're a da-da-da-da-da-da-da, then shut up. Now, the Virginia School District did backtrack, by the way, on the on the Dr. Seuss thing as well, where they say they're not, uh, uh, well, first their story, they came out originally with a study from the Loudoun County Public School District, quote, research in recent years has revealed a strong racial undertone in many books written and illustrated by Dr. Seuss. But now they have backtracked and said that they're not banning the books. They're just discouraging the connection between Read Across America and Dr. Seuss. They're not openly trying to promote Dr. Seuss books. They're still going to be there. They're just not going to be front and center for the Read Across America Day that we're going to have. We're going to have different books. We're going to promote different things. The woke culture, right? There was a book... And I can't remember what it was. I think it's called the red hat, the little pink or no, the little pink hat is what it was called. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. 
you remember the whole, you know, feminist crazies wearing the pink hats out in the parades and doing the protests and that sort of thing. There is actually a kids, kids book called The Little Pink Hat. And the little voice of reason is in some book club to where like once or twice a month she gets some books in the mail, some uh, picture books and some little books for children and things for them to read. One of them was called The Little Pink Book, and it was a book about her. Uh, she was a little child. Her grandmother sewed a little pink hat together and gave it to her. And then she wore it outside and it blew away. And another kid got it. And then somebody else got it and somebody else got it. And it, it was the story about this little pink hat that flew around and just kept interfering and, and connecting with people's lives until she got it back at the end of it. And she wore it and then she walked outside and every woman was wearing it and holding signs and marching because it was the proud thing to do for a woman because of the little pink hat that united all of these wonderful women. And it was this message of uniting women under this little pink hat. Now, that's OK. And promoting some sort of political agenda is totally okay to little will, uh, little girls and promoting some type of woke agenda to tell them that that's acceptable. But Dr. Seuss, where they talk about fish and they talk about foxes and they talk about green eggs and ham, which I don't know. Apparently, maybe the green eggs and ham, he's trying to push the green eggs and ham because they're rotten and spoiled. So they're colored green and trying to promote it to him means that he's trying to kill them off or make them sick or something and make them get E. coli. I don't really know what the whole purpose is of saying that it's racist, but that's not OK. But we can have books about the little pink hat. We can have the books for the children saying it's okay to be an activist and wear this little pink hat because that's what your duty is and you're actually more of a human being to do so because it's the uniting factor for all of society. If you just wear that little pink hat and go along with the rest of the masses that are out there holding signs and protesting and being very vicious and angry and threatening to blow up the White House. Totally cool. Dr. Seuss, man, you got an underlying racist tone. You can't be doing something like that. This is where we lead by example, and while they're trying to ban it, we have a celebration. We actually deck our kids out, and we have some fun and teach them the real world, which is, you know, commonsensical things. Lots to get to today for The Voice of Reason. Happy post-Monday celebration. Stay here on The Voice of Reason. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great Republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a post Monday celebration. 24 minutes past the hour. Your Millennial General reporting for duty today. Great to have you for the ride. Trying to kick it, trying to get yourself into gear for an afternoon and evening. No matter where you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. So I'm getting more and more frustrated with the social media garbage. I really am. This is ridiculous. So we do have the live video stream up on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, on Twitch, on Twitter, as well, plus on the website at whosyourreason.com if you're watching on any of those. And we have a few on each one. But the Facebook right now, so it's posting on our personal page, on my personal page, but yet I cannot share it out to the Voice of Reason or to the Hoosier Media Network pages as well. I have no idea why. It'll post the the description of it, but it will not actually post the video. So if you're trying to find it, it's on my page, won't go anywhere else, and I don't really understand why. I am still, I promise you, I promise you, we are hard at work behind the scenes working on these Hoosier Media Network uh, studios, working hard to try to make everything happen the way it needs to, so that way we can broadcast directly to our servers and our website and everything can run the way that we need to. And that way we don't have to worry about this garbage because it's getting very frustrating. Nonetheless, though, thanks for hanging out for us real quickly as well. Hopefully you received the voice of reason newsletter that we sent out early this morning. We were working on it yesterday and over the weekend. So hopefully you received that today. If you still want to receive newsletters, you can go to the website at hoosierreason.com. You'll get a pop-up that says, do you want to become a Hoosier holic? And you say, yes, I do. You put in your email address and we'll send you a monthly newsletter. We will not spam you a whole bunch of times throughout the month. We will not do anything else other than just a monthly newsletter. We have our blog on there. We have our uh, holidays for the month coming up. We have some positive news, some things keeping you going, some information on the network and on the show. So please do. We had a lot of people sign, uh, sign up for last month. That's awesome. Thank you for that. We appreciate it very much as uh, more and more people are getting engaged and we're spreading our wings farther and farther out all over the place. So that is super, super awesome. Real quickly for the couple minutes before the break here, we had talking about just the woke crowd. Here's what it all boils down to. Now, as you know, I'm all about talking philosophy and talking religion and learning to expand the mind a little bit more. I've been in that mode for a very long time, and I'm continuously going down that road for a very long time. But there are things where we it's just dumb to try and relate or try and dismantle because they truly want to break down just the fundamentals of society, the fundamentals of humanity itself, where we can actually function on a daily basis. I don't know, I believe this is on Fox News, but it was recorded kind of third hand, so I'm not sure quite where this audio came from. But it was an interview of an individual saying that just the reality of 2 plus 2 equals 4 is racist. Now, she's not doing a very good job of making the explanation, so I'll try and break it down so you can understand it a little bit better and explain at least what she's trying to do and why it's really stupid, other than the fact that it's just really, really stupid. That sounds like we may be mischaracterizing it. What, uh, if you can quickly sum it up. 
no, that's not mischaracterizing it at all. It's math is basically racist under this ideology because it says there is no such thing as an objective reality. So four might not be the right number. Two plus two might actually equal five. All right. That's probably one of the dumbest things you'll hear all day long. I know. I know. People are absolutely nuts, but here's what she's trying to do, is that there's not an object, an objective reality, so therefore we create our own reality, and people who like really get super deep into you know, spirituality and consciousness and philosophy is, you know, the world around me is really just a hologram, and therefore we just kind of live you know, in this third-dimensional world when we're so much more, and yada, yada, yada. I get it. I've been studying these things because they quite fascinate me on what goes, what's beyond kind of thing. I get that. There's an object reality that you can question. However... For humans to function in society in any way, shape, or form, we have to count by some type of measurement. We have to explain things by some type of uh, code, and we create a unit that is called one. And there is one in the unit. There is a singular in that unit. And when you do one plus one, that equals two. When there's two of them and another two of them, that creates four because we create that bed of units so we can understand the universe around us. We can understand the world around us. So nice try. And the racism thing doesn't even make any sense anyways, but nice try, but you're stupid. Because in order for us to understand anything in our world, if that's the way you want to look at it, in reality that we are in right now, you have to have some form of measurement, which we already have created. And to question that is just really dumb. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, you all. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today for a post-Monday celebration. Radio and TV plus the limited live streaming we have today plus the podcast thereafter as well. We appreciate you very much trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that 5-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. Each and every day, I probably blew, I know, a lot of I'm getting some messages like, Andy, that last segment, what the heck are you talking about? I know it's okay. We're not going down that road. We're not going that deep, and it's a totally different show for that. So we'll do have, have to do something like that at a different time. We do have some big news, though. Let's get into some breaking news real quick, which will lead beautifully into our next segment. So the state of Texas has announced that they are ending their mask mandates and all businesses are able to open the governor down there making a statement. It's Wednesday. All businesses of any type are allowed to open 
100%. There it is. So Texas reopening everything up. We are done with COVID. Now, it's really ironic because we see these COVID-19 numbers that are just, you know, dropping uh, about as quickly as they rose during the Trump administration. Pretty ironic, right? Uh, dropping dramatically. And they really happened right at the time of the transition of the administrations. And then, boom, it went on down. And now everybody's beginning to open up. You know, coincidence or not, I don't know. You'll be the judge of that one. But we are beginning to just say enough is enough. We're not going to deal with this any longer. Now, there are issues that I want to get into later regarding uh, the mandates of vaccinations and the mask mandates uh, where Dr. Fauci at first said, no, don't wear a mask. Now he's like, you should wear two to three masks. So <laughs> there is that as well. But Texas saying enough is enough. We're done. We're going to open things up. So let's talk about some of that and more. I'm excited to have on our next guest who is originally from Texas, now lives in California, maybe questioning that one uh, now. But he is a author. He is a speaker, conservative uh, advocate. We're excited to have him on the program. Mr. Drew Allen with us here. Drew, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm wondering if we're uh, where we are in the line of uh, opening up and getting rid of mandates out here with Gavin Newsom. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Um, I mean the the mandates you would think would start to go. I don't know. I mean they want Biden to look good, so maybe they will start opening things up in California. You'd be like, oh look, Joe Biden came in, and in a month he cured COVID. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Probably wishful thinking though, the way uh, Newsom's going. But you know, we're trying to recall him. The efforts, you know. Picked up steam, so uh, maybe he'll get desperate here and do the right thing. Who knows? That would be that would be interesting. Talk about California for a little bit, uh, if you don't. I mean, we have a lot of listeners in California with the with the podcast downloads. We're working on radio stations out there as well. But I mean, the state of California has been an issue for a long time. There are obviously a lot of conservative pockets around the state, which is awesome. But just the leadership itself, when you don't look at voting rolls when you really just, I mean, in certain cities like San Francisco where you can tax and fine individuals for uh, smell violations because you're trying to barbecue in your backyard or you're breaking environmental laws that they create that are like killing the butterflies or something. I mean, there's a movement in California to try and stop some of this, isn't there? Conservatives are beginning to rise out there. We are. We are. It's an encouraging sign. I don't know if there are enough of us to make a big enough difference yet, but there are certainly advocates out there who are at least aspiring to do the right thing, and they're they're determined to to even turn and flip uh, California back to a, a red state. So I, I don't know where we are in terms of that. I don't, you know, I do run into conservatives now, and we're speaking up more and more, and uh, we've got to keep doing that. We need to. We absolutely need to, uh, because California, I mean, obviously, is so huge that we could really have an impact with that. But let's talk about the Republican Party. For a second, and as a whole, I mean, I struggle with the fact that we have so many that just branch off from the party when they get voted in as a Republican. They go up to Washington, D.C., they vote against Republican values, they vote with Democrats half the time, and then we try and unify as a party, and we really can't. And Donald Trump, I think, helped part of that, but he also hurt part of that. And his speech, now, he did talk about during his conservative political action speech on Sunday, he mentioned and hinted the fact that he may run for president again. Actually, as you know, they just lost the White House, but uh, it's one of those things. But who knows? Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? Beat for a third time. So he made that comment. The second comment was kind of teasing of First, uh, first Lady Melania Trump and how the future First Lady Melania Trump Uh, again. But one big piece that he mentioned during the speech was that he's not starting a third party, 
which I've been very concerned about with branching off and seeing a third party go because then we would never win an election again. So talk a lot of, a little bit about this, the concern about a third party that's been rising in the country after the election. And if Donald Trump does remain the front of the Republican Party as a potential candidate for president in 2024 again, would that be a uniting factor? Or would that be a dividing factor for the for the party? Uh, I think that it's going to be what it's going to be. But what I mean by that is that Trump is moving us in the right direction. OK, after Reagan, there was always this effort by moderate Republicans to lurch back to the center. That's a disaster. Trump comes along and is shockingly one of the most conservative uh, presidents in our lifetime, certainly. And now there's a movement to lurch back to the center. And uh, the left has demonstrated that they are unhinged. They have not just embraced socialism, but they seem to be embracing Marxism. So we need what Reagan described when he ran for president for the nomination, a bold Republican Party. No pastel colors. It's got to be unmistakable. Um, look, Mitch McConnell and these people, they've been around a long time. We've always had to deal with this issue. This is not new, but what Trump has done is forced them to reveal themselves. I don't think that we need to start a new party, a third party. Like you said, I understand the sentiment behind it. People are frustrated and sick of the Republicans that go along and, you know, usual business, Washington, DC swamp, but we outnumbered them. We've got to just cleanse the party and primary these people, do a better job of vetting them, and find people who are going to be conservative and hold their feet to the fire. They've got to be principled individuals, because you're right, when they go to Washington, D.C., um, they basically just hang out with their Marxist buddies on the side, and <laughs> there's really little difference between them. But we've got to be everything the Democrat Party is not right now, because people are waking up, even Democrats who might have voted for Joe Biden two or three times, and they're going to be looking for a new home, because even they're going to say, what is going on? So we got to be that party and, and be that home to welcome them, the Constitutional Party, the America First Party, the, the original founding party, right, before there were parties. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. And we do very well at that at the local levels. I mean, all across the nation, between city council and county commission seats and even state legislative seats, I mean, Republicans control three-quarters of the governorships. They control, you know, two-thirds, three-quarters of the state legislators in the nation. And we do well at that with the grassroots campaigning. It just seems like... For so many, for whatever reason, when as soon as we get to the federal level, like everybody that had a backbone and was strong, and oh, we're going to stand for our principles, they end up saying, "Well, not much we can really do about it." But now we're starting to see some, and I think Trump really brought that. I mean, Congresswoman Lauren Boeber out of uh, Colorado now that said, "No, I'm going to carry my concealed weapon on uh, D.C. grounds, and I don't care what you actually say, and I'm going to continue to fight because I'm going to be the AOC of the right, and I'm going to go after them and go after the uh, the whatever they call themselves, the squad or whatever." And we have a few that have stood up to want to do that, but we need more of them. Yes, and I'll tell you what one of the problems has been in the past. The Democrat Party is very good at circling the wagons. They don't do a circular firing squad like the Republicans like to do. They don't eat their own. Right. So it's really our responsibility to really be vocal in our support of these people who are really risking a lot in terms of reputation and the ire of Washington, D.C. to come out and do these things. And we've got to have their back and make it clear that we're not going to abandon them and throw them out there to just be eaten alive. Yeah. I mean, we do such a good job at, as you mentioned, eating our own. We need to unite. But here's the question. Can we, with leaders like Mitch McConnell, like Kevin McCarthy, with Mitt Romney that just got in, with Lisa Murkowski, with Susan Collins, with so many that really just say, yeah, I'm Republican, but I'll vote with Republicans 10% of the time. The rest of the time on the big swing deciding factors, I'm going to go with Democrats. How can we begin to weed them out? 
Well, I think Trump's going to help because he's got a memory like an elephant. <laughs> and so often in the past, what happens is these people show us who they are. They disappoint us. But then we kind of quickly forget because they do the right thing, like you said, 10 percent of the time. Mm -hmm. So we have to keep our own list, as Trump kind of demonstrated, I think, in the CPAC. Uh, speech when he did enumerate who these individuals are. And we've got to make sure that they understand that they don't have a place in our party anymore. Um, and we've got to primary them and get rid of them. Yeah. Because actually, you know what? Let them start their own third party, the Jello party or something like that, that nobody wants to vote for. Mm, so, yeah, the Yellow party, they're too scared to actually have a backbone and stand up for anything of value. So they just kind of cower and do whatever they want to. The float party, we can we can go along with that one. Let's let's talk about conservatives and libertarians, because the ones that stand on uh, values, the ones that stand on a moral compass or whatever, and just are hardliners to that degree, the ideological ones. I'm not a fan of, you know, necessarily being a hardcore straight liner, because if you are, then you do end up running off the cliff with your flag. Because I would rather gain 40% as opposed to not gain anything at all if we can slowly move that agenda. But is there a way in about a minute or so, is there a way to win back libertarians and, and diehard conservatives back into the party? Because that would help uh, create that identity for the party again. That would bring people back with a moral compass and be able to fight back on some of these wishy-washy ones. I think so. I think that we just need to be on the offense. We don't need to be on the defense. We need to be very clear and united in our messaging and explaining and using opportunities to define why, for example, the minimum wage is a disaster, okay? We just have to, have to, have to get this message out to people in every way we can, because what happens to us is these people tend to agree with us on principle, but they buy into this myth that the Republican Party bad, Democrat Party good. So we can't let them continue to label us anymore we've got to we've got to take back the party and and tell everyone else who we are and not let them tell others what we are boy wouldn't that be nice about 20 seconds uh, we're speaking with drew allen you can find him drew allen.substack.com drew allen.substack.com you can visit his website see his blog see all the comments in about 10 seconds or so are you seeing that movement grow in california and do you think that republicans can take back the state of california well, that's a, that's a way down the road, but we've got to start trying. I do think we can start taking back some of these vulnerable seats uh, throughout the state, and that's a place to start. And the movement just grows and grows and grows, all right? We've got to get the momentum. Each and every day, and that's what we do, and you're doing it out there. We appreciate what you do, my friend. Drew, let's get you back on the show again real soon. Thank you, brother. Anytime. My right. pleasure. Absolutely. We'll do this again here real soon. We'll take a break. One more segment left here on The Voice of Reason for a post-Monday celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. 
Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Appreciate it very much. Thanks again to Drew Allen coming on the program. Great stuff. We'll have to get another update from California from him here a little bit later as well. You can always email me, network at gmail.com. I see some comments that come in every once in a while, and I don't always get to catch them or get to talk about them on the social media or if you're listening on radio or on TV when we don't do the live streaming. So you can always email me, network at gmail.com. Also on the website at hoosierreason.com as well. We have Texas opening up. We played that audio clip. Real quickly, though, I didn't get a chance to, being not here yesterday, really get to comment on the CPAC convention, which was fantastic, by the way. I got to—I didn't get to watch as much of it as I would have liked, but was still there. Got to not there. Got to see a little bit of it. Got to see a little bit of Ted Cruz's speech. Got to see Congresswoman Lauren Boeber and Dana Lesh speak. Got to see President Trump speak. So it was really cool to hear that. And of course, the big news was that Trump did hint, hint, wink, wink that he would run again in 2024. Actually, as you know, they just lost the White House, but it's one of those things. But who knows? Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? Beat them for a third time. So that was the big message. That was the big news that he hinted at. He also made the hint of a future first lady, Melania Trump, looking forward to seeing you again and loving you all and so on and so forth. And to me, the two big takeaways, he talked policy, which was awesome. He didn't really go negative, which was awesome. He focused on the issues, talked about immigration, talked about the economy, talked about COVID, and he did his thing, which was what he needed to do. So it was, I think, a beautiful speech in the perfect way he could have actually done what he needed to do. But he made two big uh, points that I think we need to take away. Number one was the fact that he could potentially run again. Number two was that he was not going to start a third party, and that was all just what? It is totally absurd. Oh, let's try that again. So what did he do? You are fake news. Hey, there we go. Yeah, so that was all just fake news. It was not a real thing of him wanting to start a third party, which is really good news. For all of those that have been very concerned about the Donald Trump administration uh, leaving the Joe Biden administration, running things for the next four years, or let me say for the first like four to six months, and then Kamala Harris taking over with the Kamala Harris administration uh, thereafter on where we could be in this nation with a Democrat-run House, a Democrat-run Senate, 
essentially, and where we go from here is going to be something of a concern. And can we win back at least one of the chambers in the midterm elections a year from now? Which we're already thinking about an election. Just imagine that for a second. But going into the 2024 election, imagine what this will do. If Donald Trump is able to maintain the status that he has, the leader of the party, if he is able to maintain that support that he has, which right now, I know we're only a month in, but right now I don't see that fading. Although popularity and celebrity status does kind of fade over time unless you play your cards right and you stay politically active. So he's got to play his cards right over the next two to three years, and he's got to do the right things to maintain that status. But I think he could potentially do it because I don't know anybody else that can right now. If he does, if he does, imagine what that's going to do to the Republican Party that's elected right now. We're going into a midterm election next year in 2022 where we're preparing for a Donald Trump run for president in 2024. If he runs, he's already got the nomination. It's already going to be solidified. It's locked in. Donald Trump will be the nominee in 2024 if he decides to run again, if he has the support he does right now. And if he does, do you think he's going to have an influence on the midterm election next year? All of the congressmen and women, all of in both the House and the Senate, the moderates, the conservatives, they're going to still be talking about Donald Trump. I support the Donald Trump agenda. I support the Donald Trump movement. I support the conservative principles from Donald J. Trump. I am a supporter of Donald J. Trump. That is going to curb the election. Voters, the 75-plus million voters for Donald Trump that showed up in the November election of last year, will be remembering that and saying, wait, if Donald Trump does get back into office, who is going to work with him the best? That's good news for us because we get to hold our elected officials accountable now saying, are you still going to promote the same agenda that Donald Trump wants? Are you still going to be promoting the agenda that conservatives want that Donald Trump was doing for the last four years that we got butt up against, not with just Democrats, but many Republicans as well? He is going to curb that influence over the next year into the midterm election. Then we go into the general election for the following year, and the Trump movement will be bigger and grown better than what it ever was. It's going to be a huge movement. So that's good news for us because we're not just dissipating and going to the wayside. The same point, we're not starting a third party that's going to divide us by a third or a half of the Republican Party. We're going to unite. We're going to clean up the party. We're going to bring more conservatives in. We're going to win local elections. We're going to win nationwide elections. We are going to have the vision of conservatism and Donald Trump in as we continue to move forward. And whether he runs again or not will be up to him in a couple years down the road if he plays his cards right. But it's going to grow our movement to change things for the better and weed out this socialist garbage. I see that as good news. That does it for us today. Podcast going up in a little bit. We have awesome guests all the rest of the week. Make sure to stay tuned in every single day. Until then, it's time for you to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. This is The Voice Reason. Everybody have a great Tuesday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. 
and check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.